Kyle is a man that was in the Hollywood scene. He was an extra in a few TV shows and a movie. And his testimony is so powerful. Where he came from to where he is now, it is a drastic difference. This testimony, this interview will give you some great insight on how God works in people's life. So let's go ahead and get into it. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Chris Tubbs Show. I am your host, Chris Tubbs. Thank you guys for joining today. We have Kyle Metz. I met him on my Instagram live, and he is an actor. He had some roles with The Walking Dead and in the movie Thor. So, Kyle, what are you doing, man? How you doing, brother? Doing well, doing well. Thank you. Um, yeah, I... Uh... Really enjoy getting on your page and enjoyed your live stream, and I'm super thankful we got to meet up and uh, that you responded to my to my messages. You know, you're the first person that's ever actually responded on a live stream to any of my messages. I was like, I'm just gonna throw it out. Let's see if this guy actually responds. Probably won't. And then when you started to, I was like, wait, he's only got ten people on right now. He might actually have a conversation with me. Let's go. And sure. turns out. One of the greatest guys I've ever met on social media, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, I appreciate it, man. Yeah, we just instantly yeah. connected. Absolutely. Like, which is really cool. Yeah. <laughs> that does not happen. But yep. hey, uh, for everyone nope. that's listening, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself for the audience? Sure, yeah. Uh, my name's Kyle Metz, as Chris already uh, introduced me there. But I live in Florida, um, grew up in Georgia, and... Um, oldest of four boys and been in football my whole life and never was a star at that, never was really a star at anything. And so I had this longing for and a desire pretty much my whole life for, um, you know, I guess you could say stardom or fame of some sort or recognition, whatever. Yeah. What my young, immature self didn't really realize, Chris, is I was just looking for Jesus' love, you know, and acceptance in my life. And that's what it really boiled down to. Hindsight that I see now is that's all I really needed to accept was how how Jesus saw me as a, as a man and, and a man of God um, and uh, blessed to, you know, be born in the country we're in. There's enough to be grateful for and, and enough to find fame in, in a in a positive way. But I started searching for it, and as you mentioned, things like in in uh, Hollywood type film, you know, and and um, you know, you you had mentioned some of the shows I was on and movies, and they were all grand and cool, and a lot of people, you know, think of you know, oh, what would it be like to be on some of those? Um, and I thought I'd you know get through some of that today with you, kind of explaining the behind the scenes, you know, of what it's like to be around those actors and um, to see kind of how they are offset and yeah. and things aren't exactly what they seem to be, you know. You could probably assume that yourself. <laughs> 
for sure for sure so. and we're gonna get into like how you got into acting but first ladies and gentlemen if you guys haven't already i want you guys to go ahead and subscribe to me on any of the platforms that you guys are doing so on and make sure you hit those notification bells so you get the notifications when i come out with a new episode so uh first i am so happy to hear that you are in florida because right now <laughs> it is five degrees where i'm at five degrees and then yeah. in town <laughs> which is really weird it's even colder it's negative six uh -oh. where i go to work it is freezing man so I heard you say that it was mm. 60 degrees, so, bro, I'm <laughs> Well, 65, so happy. I'll be praying for you, oh. man. I'm sorry. that That's rough. <laughs> that's rough. <laughs> oh, my goodness, man. I just want to stay uh, inside and just curl up and do nothing, man. <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. Um, yeah, well, uh, bundle up. I, my wife, you know, we were out this morning. She's, oh, it's so cold. I was like, honey. Honey, I'm about to talk with Chris, and he said it's like below 10 degrees over there. So let's just let's not complain, you know, do all things without grumbling and complaining. Okay. It's 65 degrees with a little brisk, chill uh, wind. Okay. Be all right. <laughs> I have, I have a lot of friends that are from Florida, and they say, Oh my gosh, 60 degrees is so cold. I'm like, You don't even. It's know. so crazy, oh, dude. It's man. insane. Uh, anyways, yeah. absolutely nuts. <laughs> um, oh man. But, okay, uh, brother. Well, hey, I, let's, I want to, ask you what got you into acting in the first place yeah well i always have been a big um movie and tv show nerd you know and comic yeah. nerd uh you know if geek if you will with star wars marvel dc comics all those things of course um they're and they're they're cool you know but mm -hmm. when it gets to the portion of people being paid millions upon millions tens of millions to portray those roles the things that happen behind the scenes yeah uh to get to that position and also in the uh finding of right people for those positions um i didn't realize at the time that i was aspiring to get into acting that it was uh, as as dark and uh, ungodly as it was, you know, this sure. is pre-Trump, right? Pre-Epstein, pre-Weinstein breaks, all that. Right. And I just thought it was, you know, normal, another job, right? And so, as I had mentioned previously, you know, I had a longing for and a desire for recognition and, and, and you know, fame from people or whatever. And when I really needed to be focusing on, on how God viewed me and how much, you know, Jesus love, how strong it was for me. And yeah. And high school going into college, I didn't, I didn't see that as most men probably don't, you know, is sure. we all have our little prodigal son moments, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, and mine happened to last for that period of, you know, six to eight years in which there was a period of about two to three years that I was doing some steady film. Now to answer your question, I went to college at the University of North Georgia, and I met up with some buddies in a class, and they ended up telling me that, yeah, that they had they couldn't come to a party of mine or something because they had film. And I was like, "What do you mean? You you got a film class here?" And uh, basically, they're like explaining, "No, uh, we do the real thing." And I was like, "Wait, what do you mean? Uh, you, you know, Hollywood moved to Atlanta because of the tax incentives and all, right? And uh, and so we go, you know, hour and a half, hour south." 
to Atlanta every weekend to go, you know, um, uh, do some film and extra stuff. I, I didn't know what an extra was. I didn't know any of that. You know, I thought you had to be in some major, you know, um, uh, film studies and acting school to even get a position in a movie period. So mm. when I found out that, Hey, I can get on screen and get around these actors with no experience at all, literally just send in some photo, uh, you know, headshots, body shots, send in an email, um, in response to a, um, a Facebook, uh, casting call or something. And I could get on, on set with these people and in these shows. I was floored. I was like, dude, this is it. This is my entry. I'm going to, yeah. you know, I'm going to hit the big time, be on Broadway and, you know, Hollywood, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> you saw and, your yeah. future right in front of you, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And um, so thinking it was all, you know, all that glitters was gold. It, it right. wasn't, you know. Um, and again, this was all when I was very naive to how the world works. You know, I had just started to see like my first, um, like info wars documentaries and documentaries from, um, uh, other silenced, you know, uh, hated by the media people, you know, and, right. and I, I was just starting to learn, uh, about the world at the time that I started to get into this, okay. uh, the, the film stuff, and uh, but but the Epstein stuff hadn't broke, and the Weinstein stuff, and so I thought Hollywood was oh this is just political stuff that deals with this evil in the world or whatever you know I didn't think that it went into every industry as it does you know yeah so um, before before you go yeah. into that part you sure. were into college you had some friends that were into mm -hmm. film and so you got inspired mm -hmm. from them to start right you know applying yourself to some of these extra mm -hmm. roles mm -hmm. yep and they they had been doing it for a couple years and um at first it was uh me and three other guys and then it wind up being that i was getting pretty close with just one of these fellows um and his name was john and john and i excuse me, he wound up being, uh, actually still doing it today. I, you know, hindsight had tried to warn him about some things. He, he didn't really care. You know, he wanted, he, he still had his focus on the worldly stuff of the, of the film industry and all that. And, um, excuse me. Yeah. I just, I wound up, um, getting pretty close with him and, and I, I, uh, yeah, definitely got inspired with them. Uh, okay. from them to 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 want to do some of that yeah mm -hmm. okay so you said that you were on the walking dead thor mm -hmm. how long did yep. it take you to get those roles in those movies and tv shows yeah um strangely enough for an an extra you don't have to have any experience and so right. my first role ever um, was in the Vampire Diaries. I was in uh, with three or four uh, other guys. This uh, was including John, um, mm. which was funny enough. This guy, I didn't even know him at the time. I, this was like just happened to be a one-off that one of my other friends that was into this at the same time yeah. who I originally got into this film stuff with brought me to this role. Of the, like, hey, it's a massive casting call for 
you know, hundreds of people for this big riot scene in the Vampire Diary. So <laughs> I showed up, and um, we all You're got like, paid why like not? I can thirty go. bucks. You know, right? Yeah. yeah, hold a freaking stick and a pitchfork and a and a torch, whatever. Um, <laughs> and we did like two shoots, and uh, we were there for like two hours, and they paid us thirty bucks a piece. You know, so whatever. I was like, cool. I get to be on TV. I could never see myself. Couldn't find myself. On the screen, I was looking and looking, but whatever. That was my first, <laughs> yeah, that was my first uh, adventure with it. And I kind of got hooked from there. Um, okay. And I was like, self, you know. And um, so this was right before I went into college. And I had no experience, as you had uh, asked there. Like, it didn't take me, but, you know, um, with that one, it being a mass casting call, you didn't have to send in any information. If you knew about it, um, or you put in your name and let them know you're going to be there, and that's it. You don't have to mm. put any pictures. They were turning people away that they like didn't want when you got there, but it was mainly like people who were uh, really um, abstract from the rest of the crowd. You know what I mean? Like I'm trying sure. to be gentle with my words, as in way too old, way too of a different size of body, you know, things like that. Sure. Um, sure. And um, so, yeah, so so that didn't take any time at all. Um, but the other ones, it was about every summer I was applying for, you know, uh, more roles for three summers. Hmm. The first one, not really counting, being that one from Vampire Diaries. But the following summer, in between that time, I wound up meeting that guy, John, and turns out he was at that uh, shoot that I was at first in Vampire Diaries, and I didn't even know him, and I can actually see him in the scene, which is crazy. I was like, no way, you know, <laughs> and it's kind of cool how that worked. So me being kind of gullible and not paying attention, maybe it was for me to minister to him because I did do that. Maybe that's why God set it up, but it wound up being that I'm thinking, oh, well, then it's definitely meant to be. I should just go down this route, you know, free-spirited, willy-nilly, and just do it. Go for it, you know, without whatever. Don't pay attention to anything. Just do it. Mm-hmm. And um, so to get those other roles, it took, uh, I don't know, maybe uh, two weeks to get everything set up after I had originally sent in my information and my pictures. And um, then they contacted me and said, all right, you're good to go. We'll see you when you get here. Um, and, you know, uh, if you have this, this, and this, bring it, like clothing and stuff. Um, but they really did, unless you're going for like a stunt and uh, a double or a speaking or main role, you don't have to have any experience. Mm. So that was nice. And I was able to progress through it, excuse me, thinking that it was, you know, what God had for me, you know. Yeah. How how excited were you when you got that role? Oh, I was I was stoked. I mean, especially for The Walking Dead and Thor Ragnarok. I mean, I got to put on all the Asgardian armor. I had a picture in an old phone, but I I hated the iCloud, so I never used it. So that phone that that picture is gone and lost on the internet somewhere. Oh man, um, uh, yeah, I was yeah I know it was it was sad, but. I was in the Asgardian armor. I had a buddy sneak a picture for me, which was super illegal. You're not supposed to do that, or, or well, at least against their 
their uh, wishes, you can get blacklisted from it, but I'm not going back, so I don't care. Um, right. Right. <laughs> uh, yeah, if you were a super fan and got like too excited with the the uh, main cast and like you know you go up to Tom Hiddleston Loki like oh my god I love you like hugging on him and everything and like getting an autographed they'll kick you out and you'll be blacklisted from everything and you'll never be able to do it again. Um, they want to try to keep it as professional sets. as possible, huh? Correct. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. So if you do any picture taking of the sets from the cell phones uh, or any spoiling of the movie. Um, you'll get blacklisted too. Um, wow. So I, I strayed away from that, but the Thor Ragnarok scene, getting to to meet um, Tom Hiddleston, and uh, have you seen that movie? Yes, it's one of my favorite Marvel movies. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's a great one. So Hela, Thor's sister, the villain, she was there at that shoot, got to meet her, and then her executioner dude, because I'm in the scene, if you recall, where Hello marches into Odin's throne room and points up at the tapestry and blows it open to reveal the old one. I was yep. one of the dead as guardians underneath the executioner's path. Oh. And 13 shoots. Yeah, 13 shoots we took of that. And 11 of them, this dude, this big dude, the executioner, steps on my pinchy point of my tricep. And I have to be dead. So I can't oh. say anything, you know. <laughs> I've just like tried to ignore his heel, tearing out a piece of my tricep every shoot. Oh, it was awful, dude. It was terrible. It was so crazy. And I like couldn't say anything. But after the 11th shoot, when he was walking back, I like pointed at him and he couldn't see my face. You know, I got a helmet on him. Like, hey, watch your step. You keep stepping on my tricep. And he's just like, what? Oh, sorry. <laughs> and, and then that was it. Gosh, you know, man. Um, yeah. <laughs> the yeah. patience it, it, that so you have to things like have. that were... <laughs> yeah, for sure. We like So then the Walking Dead one, we had to... Speaking of patience, uh -huh. we had to wait uh, for... Oh, gosh. I was there. The maximum is like 14-hour shifts that you have to work. Um, mm. uh, yeah, but I mean, they pay overtime for those. Okay. But we were there this day for a 13-hour shoot. Mm. And I kid you not, eight hours, I am in the waiting, the cast room waiting, the, the extra room with everybody just piled in there like a, like a pin of pigs. There's like 30 or 40 of us in this one room. No chairs. We're all just sitting on the floor in our, in our, like, there's like zombies next to me in their makeup, you know, and they're like, <laughs> you can't use your phone because there's no service. So you're just sitting there. You know, for oh. this whole time, um, I was in there for eight hours before they called us out. Um, mm. I was like, whatever. But, um, yeah. So yeah. I was very excited when I got those roles. Um, yeah. I was in a uh, role as a night guard in a show called The Passage from FX. Mm. Um, it got scrapped. I was there for a shoot that started at 2 a.m. and went until 8 a.m. and then told me, oh, well, here's your money. We're not using it, though. I was like, huh. Okay. <laughs> Thanks for dragging me out here for you to not use my take whenever. Yeah. So, I mean, at I least, was, I was at least you got paid, you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so, it was exciting. And things like meeting the cast and the actors, that's really exciting. But you know, is definitely other sides of it that, you know, are make it not as 
exciting. You know what I mean? I do. Yeah. You know, I, I've done acting roles like for my youth camp and everything we do. We put on dramas and it's a lot of work. There's not, it's not something where you just it show is. up and yeah. you just do. No, there are times where you have to wait a long time before your scene comes up or your line comes up and you have to memorize <laughs> a lot. Like there is a lot of work that goes yep. into it. And so, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, when they have a production set like that, there is a certain procedure to get it done. So, Absolutely. Yep. So I want to go ahead and get into this. What are, you know, obviously the Epstein files have come out right? There's been an update Mm. with the case, which is very significant. And I think that there's more that's going to come out. And so with you coming onto my live, you said, Hey, I'm an actor or I've been in these roles before I've been in behind the scenes. I want to know what are some of the weirdest experiences you went through as an actor? (laughs) Okay. Um, (laughs) So, um, as far as weirdest, um, I couldn't put a finger on one super weird thing because they're all weird. Every actor is super weird. They're all, um, just really strange with each other. Um, when you say say that though, like, are you saying like they just are very, you know, Unconf- uh, you know, like they, you can't really approach them, or are they just kind of like weird, like whoa, what are these types of people doing? That one, the latter there, yeah, you can approach them. Like I, I approached um, Norman Reedus, the guy who plays uh, Daryl in The Walking Dead, um, and I, you know, said hello and told him great job, and he was like a n- normal person. And then I turn around and I'm watching him feed, pick raw green onions out of the ground and feed them to to Rick by the mouth, shoving him down his throat and kissing all over his neck and the actor, other, other directors. And I'm like, what is going on? And then I watch him like go, you know, behind, uh, some of the other set, uh, barriers where we were and some kind of drugs were going on. Cause you see like billows of smoke coming up from behind it and it wow. didn't smell like pot. So I don't know what it was. Uh, but they're on, of course, we all know, you know, a lot of Hollywood's into a lot of, you know, drugs and stuff. Poor guy from, um, uh, from friends, you know, we just saw he passed away from an OD, you know, it's, they deal Allegedly, with a lot of stuff. That's what they say. <laughs> True. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, the thing is though, in that industry, they like, they, they, they blackmail you a lot. You know, mm-hmm. and and I don't have any uh, myself proof and evidence of, of it, but it's been you know through people like um, Cat Williams and Isaac Cappy um, and uh, other whistleblowers from Hollywood that have left it, saying the stuff that they do here is obscene, and they make you do these things to get these roles. And if you don't hang out with this crowd, you won't succeed. Your movies won't get these ratings and your movies won't get these producers comments and and it's it's crazy man so you have to do all these different things and hang out with all these people if you want uh to get the recognition and the fame that you're seeking and you really do have to sell your soul it's it's not good if let me ask you this were you offered 
anything to essentially get into a different roles or sell yourself? I was not, by, by the grace of God, I was not at a point where I was far enough along to be offered those types of positions. Mm. Um, you really have to have many speaking and stunt and um, whole, whole bunch of um, larger positions mm-hmm, and connections, but you have to have a lot of experience in the acting realm before they'll even give you a shot at that. Then you prove yourself in something small um, ish, you know, your first star of a movie, you know, and then after you do that, they say, you know, Oh, you did great or you're awful. Don't come back. You know, whatever. If you're great and you want to continue, that's when the doors start being opened from your, um, Agents, your agents, if you don't pick proper agents that care about your well-being, you're, you're going to get set up with an agent who knows the roles of Hollywood and what to do, who to put you around so that you progress faster for yourself and for your agent uh, without caring. Because the agent's not going to be at the parties with Weinstein and Epstein where they're doing God knows what, right. you know, Um but they know, the agents know that, hey, this is the way to get you moving faster through the uh, the totem pole, if you will, of mm-hmm. actors. Sure. Um, and acting uh, and, and Hollywood. And it's for music, too. It's the same way with music, but it's a little different with, with the film because you're, you know, your skill is to be in front of the camera, you know, um, all, you know, you have the whole audience, you know not as we see it now of audience of one as it should be as a Christ follower, but um, it's you have the audience of the world and what the world wants for you is, is, is typically not good. I was not ever offered any of those positions, thankfully. Um, but the thing with Norman Reedus and, and, and uh, um, Rick Grimes, I forget the actor's name, uh, that was one of the weirdest things. Um, I had an AD approach me an assistant director, hmm. he approached a group of us. Um, after I had done a small scene with my back to the camera, he sat in front of us in between takes and he just plopped there and was like, Oh, Brian sits all right. Somebody give me a massage, right? And hmm. I was like, Okay. And so I, I had taken some masseuse classes. He sat right in front of me. So I gave him a shoulder massage. Yeah. Literally. Uh, the next two scenes went by and this, uh, the, the third scene following that same guy came to me and grabbed me by the arm and pulled me into a different position that was directly in front of the camera. Hmm. And so I, I didn't realize it until like a year later, but I was like, dang, that dude gave me a, a promotion, uh, spot on the scene for touching him. And it was really weird. Um, and people, like, all these other actors are, like, touching each other, kissing on each other, doing all kinds of drugs with each other. They're all high out of their minds. I mean, and I can't say all for every um, movie, but but a lot of the actors that I was around in The Walking Dead, Thor, um, all those other ones I mentioned, they were all very intoxicated and they don't, they didn't have bottles in their hands. So I knew it wasn't alcohol. Um, and so that was another weird one. So, you know, got a promotional 
scene that I got to be on on camera Man. for like ten seconds, you know, in an action scene, and I'm the one like freaking out in this scene with a gun, you know, and my face is like center screen. I remember my parents seeing it for the first time, and they immediately got like twenty. Uh, friends and family members notifications texting them like oh my gosh did i just see your son on walking dead oh my gosh and at the <laughs> time again it was cool i was prepared to go back and do more but then shortly after that scene finally came out is when i stopped um but anyways that was weird um some other weird ones uh that that might have been the weirdest one if i had to put it the Walking Dead was definitely weirder than all the rest. They were, and and that that kind of goes into my main thing. I was talking to you about on your live stream yeah. was the Walking Dead was the film I was doing that made me want to leave more than any of the others because of who I was around. You know, um, that being Greg Nicotero. So, so give a little bit of a timestamp on this. You said that you stopped right after that scene when was that exactly um so i started my first my first bit of acting in that vampire diaries extra scene was in late 2015 early 16 and then uh my last shoot was that final scene with the walking dead um and that was late 2017 so about two and a half years um, that I was that I was kind of doing it. Two and a half years, and so this was, no. this was you said it was after all of the Harvey Weinstein stuff. Yeah. So so Weinstein, if I'm not mistaken, it's been a minute since I looked into it. It was because Trump got elected, and then Weinstein stuff broke right after. That was one of the first people who went down after Trump was elected. I remember that. Yeah. That was a big story yep. because nothing really yep. happened mm -hmm. in the Hollywood sphere like that until mm -mm. after Trump got it. Correct. Correct. And that's exactly right. And that's why everybody hated him so much is because he shined a light on all the crap that's going on in politics and in entertainment. Right. Whereas, you know, um, right, the, the, you know, backstabbing Bush and the, uh, horrible Obama uh, situation and the Clintons and all the ones before it since JFK have all been set up to promote this, you know, new world order propaganda bullcrap that Hollywood had a major influence in. Um, and yeah. so no one was going to hear anything about it unless, you know, it was like something with, you know, OJ Simpson and where it's like, a serious issue that you know something like that happens now what typically happened before Trump took office if you had presidents in who um, were pro globalist agenda which all of them were except for you know maybe Reagan um, right and <clears throat> Reagan was pretty decent but um, the those um, Hollywood elites uh, they would, if you tried to leave and break your contract with your producer and or agent and, and, and you did not care, right. Mm -hmm. Um, then 
that's when things started happening bad for you. You started getting accusations. You get arrested. You OD'd. You died. You, you know, that's when things start happening. The, the, the you know, Hillary Clinton kill, uh, killing count or whatever, the suicide count, that thing is not just for politics. They do that in Hollywood too, or they suicide you, you know? And that's not to say that all suicides from Hollywood actors were not actual, like, you know, um, uh, who am I thinking of? Um, Robin Williams, you know, right. he was awesome. Um, right. Definitely did deal with some depression, you know? Sure. Um, there is no evidence showing that he was into that kind of, I'm going to expose you Hollywood type of stuff. Right. But there were plenty others that were, uh, like Michael Jackson. He was exposing Sony, um, big time. And, uh, um, Avicii just died of, like a decade ago. He was exposing them in, in a music video and a whole bunch more. Um, and, and if you don't do what they say and, and shut up, then you're dead or right. suicided, whatever. Just like you um, were saying. So, uh, yes, I, this was Isaac Cappy. right around. Yeah. Yep. Isaac Cappy. That was a big one. Um, yeah. For. And any of the viewers, yes, important to check him out. But um, you know, he's he's a very troubled person because of the things that he was being told from, um, and threatened with from Hollywood. Um, but definitely worth a watch to see the the things he was saying, which wound up being ninety percent of the people he exposed from Hollywood wound up being on the Epstein list. You know, which is no coincidence. God does not work in coincidence. So right. Um, uh, yes. So so I decided to leave. Right yep. after um, the Weinstein stuff broke, which was right after Trump got in. And I remember because first thing was the, uh, you know, Harvey Weinstein was under investigation. And then right afterwards, the JFK files got dropped um, and or they were released. And then uh, shortly after, Weinstein was arrested. And um, <clears throat> then it all broke what had happened and I was like, oh, my gosh. At first, you know, I, I didn't think it was a huge deal. Then I saw this guy was a major owner of, of several um, uh, entertainment studios. And I was like, holy smokes, this guy makes movies. This is this dude's a sick, you know, uh, rapist and, and, and molester. I don't want to have anything to do with this Right. Um, at first. Well, then, um, <laughs> kind of as if. You know, the the Lord giving me a moment to open my eyes and confirm that he didn't want me having anything else to do with this at all hmm. was when I saw, um, I believe the movie's called Seven Angry Men or something like that. It's an old, you know, not old, it's middle 2000s, I think post-2010 movie starring um, Samuel L. Jackson and I think Robert De Niro's in it, I think. Mm-hmm. and some other major actors. Yeah. Well, I had seen this right shortly after. I started this movie shortly after um, the Weinstein stuff broke. And this is all pre-Epstein, you know. Uh, but my buddies and I were watching it, and um, Harvey Weinstein's name appeared at the intro credits as one of the producers. You mm-hmm. know, and like the the meme with Leonardo DiCaprio from, from that movie, I started... Snapping at the at the you know, at the TV and hey 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 look you know there's there he is he did this movie oh we shouldn't watch this or oh, whatever we're gonna watch it anyways because I haven't seen it 
<laughs> yeah. Well, click play. The next name that shows up is, um, oh gosh, I'm forgetting his name now. The guy that uh, runs the the Walking Dead. Um, the director. Oh, uh, yes, the director. Gosh, that's horrible. I'm having a brain fart there with his name. But anyways, so. Um, <laughs> He, um, Greg Nicotero, uh, Greg yes. Nicotero was the next person on that, uh, on that list in the intro credits to that movie. And that's when I started looking up how many movies have Greg Nicotero and, uh, Harvey Weinstein done together. I mean, mm. it was at least a dozen if I'm not mistaken. And wow. so that's when I started putting two and two together. I had at the first, I, I did three shoots with the walking dead, um, one in 2016 and then two in 2017 mm-hmm. um and the first one in 2017 me and john and some other buddies after we got done with a a long um weekend of of uh casting or of, of acting and, and filming i we had to stay the night in atlanta get up the next morning go back and finish some shoots hmm. that second day when we finished we all the whole crew went out for a big lunch in a nearby town everyone um, on the walking and Dead everyone that was there that day which okay. included greg um and okay. several other of the directors um and ad's and um main actors um and so we all went out to eat we were within sitting distance of them um inside this restaurant pretty much rented out the whole restaurant you know because there was like probably 40 of us you yeah. know um if not maybe 50 or 60. Mm-hmm. and both after we got through there was like a point where you know john and i he had mentioned hey if you wait this isn't my first dinner with these guys you know if you or lunch out with with uh crews like this if you wait until everybody else has gotten up and walked out they usually sit outside and chat for a minute before they go get in their cars whatever mm-hmm. wait till they get up and then we'll get up and leave so we can walk right past them and maybe get a chance to shake their hand and say, hey. And so we did that. Um, and that is uh, one of the times I was able to shake Greg's hand and meet his acquaintance. Mm. Um, and this was before my you know bigger scene that I weirdly massaged that dude for. But um, so I shook Greg's hand and, and, and hindsight seeing that freaked me out. Um, yeah, the second, uh, shooting in 2017, I shook his hand again when I, you know, Oh, Hey, remember me, Kyle, you know, I met him again. Um, and you know, he said he remembered me, but I I doubt he did, but who cares? Um, (laughs) I remembered him and wanted him to remember me, you know? So, um, you know, we, we got to meet several of the big directors from that, um, from that show that were there that day um got to uh meet uh uh who's the guy who Jerry Dean Morgan who plays um Negan with Lucille the bat with the with the spikes on it mm-hmm. uh got to meet the guy who plays Trevor from GTA 5 mm-hmm. um whatever his name is um I don't remember now but yeah we got, we got to meet all those actors um and mm-hmm. and shook a lot of their hands but then to see Weinstein and Nicotero hanging out together doing these things and now to know what Weinstein was doing oh I shook 
that creeps sand. Okay. <laughs> I don't want anything else to do with that. Sorry, so my you... dog is dying over here. I don't know what's going on. Oh, you're good, man. <laughs> it's all good. So you, so you never saw Weinstein on the set of Walking Dead. Mm 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 mm. No, thankfully not. That would have, yeah, I would have, yeah, have been pretty weird. Yeah, yeah. But um, so your yeah. experience in that field back then, obviously, you said that you were not, you you were of the world, right? Like you were chasing stuff that just wasn't what really what Jesus wants for you. So I want you to go mm-hmm. through and just, you know, your experience, your testimony about like how you came out of that. Like, obviously you still are, you know, you're, you're passionate about film. Right. And so the, there's still something there, but you want to go about it a different way. Sure. Yeah. I, I, um, I definitely, if given the chance, you know, um, and had having of the time to do so would love an opportunity to do film or any kind of entertainment assistance with uh, that new program, Angel Studios, you may have heard of. They do all those big Christian stuff, uh, movies and shows like like The Chosen. Yep. Um, and and uh, my wife and I were actually watching The Chosen, trying to catch up before February when season four drops. Yeah, um, yeah. So we're super excited. Uh, but, man, I, I would, oh, my gosh. Um I would love to have a chance to do that. I am still passionate about it, but only in a um, in a sense that I feel the Holy Spirit isn't going to convict me on anymore. You know what I mean? So if I it's do. if it's something that's yeah, if it's something that's related to traditional Hollywood, then I don't want anything about it. You know, and I respect the the heck out of those people at at Angel Studios when they win all these Academy Awards and they get all these awards in Hollywood. And and they give them the Christian finger and they don't show up. <laughs> They're like, we're not right. coming. Thank right. you. We'll take we'll take the recognition. We're not going to be around you. You know. Yeah. I mean, it's just it's just incredible. Um. And and and, um. Yeah. So I would love a chance to do that, uh, if the Lord ever permitted it or had it in my future. But for now, I. Um, right now I work for a law firm now and, and, um, you know, my wife and I are, uh, living here in Orlando trying to get into a house soon. We just found out this week we're expecting, so we got a new baby on the way. Come Um, on. First one. Yep. First one. Super excited. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Um, but coming out of that, um, it was rough, man. It was kind of like, uh, if you ever seen Star Wars, it was, was kind of like any of those, any of those um, uh, uh, fighter jets or spaceships or whatever coming into the atmosphere, like on a crash course. You know, they're just just like calm and chill. Maybe they're spinning until they hit the gravity, you know, or or the uh, atmosphere of a planet, and it just like catches fire and is like really rough. That's exactly what it felt like coming out of this because I wasn't just breaking uh a, a a lifestyle of a career choice i was trying to break a lifestyle of um you know a lifestyle choice uh of of things i was involved in because partially of the film industry entertainment industry but also because of the um fame that it 
kind of got me, got people wanting to hang out with me and they weren't all good people and, you know, got me into drugs and alcohol and a lot of partying and stuff. And so having to kick those was way easier said than done. Um, so you're saying so much like, so that the enemy. No, you're, so you're saying like, if you continued down that road, you probably would have gone in a really, really deep, dark area. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Would not have been good. Um, cause I, cause like, dude, <laughs> I was, I was not a popular kid growing up. <clears throat> Aside from mm. my dad being a head football coach my whole life of pretty much every school we lived near, mm. um, I wasn't good at football. I was funny looking, you know, as as guys are going through middle school and all that, and I was awkward and all that, um, you know. But but then when I I started to get good at football and 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 you know lifting weights a lot and got into powerlifting and stuff and like you know I started to feel real good about me because of what I was doing, you know, well, me, 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 you know, mm. I was so self-absorbed and I was so, um, it was so eye-opening at the hindsight of it was so eye-opening to see just how, um, infatuated with, with self that I was, you know, and that's all the enemy wants is for you to worry about yourself, worry yeah. about what you want for you. Uh, Aleister Crowley, the, the original, you know, uh, uh, leader of the satanic church said their one rule is do as thou willst, do what you want. Yep. No rules, do what you want. And, yep. and that's, that's what that industry is about. Do what you want, you know? Um, and, and it's, it, it was exactly what I was going to do. Like I was going to go do what I wanted to because everyone says, Oh, you should do it. You're great at it. Look at all these spots you've already got, you know, and, and, and how good you're doing. And, Oh man, it must, it's destiny because you've already got such good, you know, positions that you've already achieved and you've been on screen time this much and just keep going for it. Wow. And yeah. And I, and I had to kick it because I knew I was very impressionable and I was gullible and not to mention intoxicated most of the time, which increases the both of those, you yeah. know? Mm -hmm. Um, and, and, and so I was like, well, sober me um and the holy spirit kind of got a hold of me um after leaving it in a pretty radical way um so? as i was finishing up college so um i was living in north georgia and this was late 2017 early 18 mm -hmm. and <clears throat> I, I realized that a lot of my last three, four years of my life, I had spent intoxicated or doing things that I wanted to, and they weren't anything typically that was pleasing to the Lord. Mm -hmm. And I had surrounded myself with ungodly people uh, to the extent that, uh, you know, I was unaware of it, that there were uh, people in my complex at the time that I was doing film, I lived in this complex for over a year. Um, and one of my roommates, um, we thought he was, you know, just autistic or something, you know, had maybe a little bit on the spectrum. I worked, I was going to be a special education teacher for a while. So I had plenty of experience with the, 
so with sped uh with special education mm. and so i was totally cool with this guy you know it was awesome we had a great time but turns out his mother uh was radically wiccan and and worship demonic stuff and he would talk mm. to himself and like do weird things and i thought he was just you know, maybe a little bit on the spectrum or something, or, you know, maybe he had a slight autism or Asperger's, whatever. You know, Elon Musk has Asperger's. He's still cool, whatever. Right. Little did I know those spirits were in and around this poor kid tormenting him and or our area, as well as other people in our complex that I had made friends with that were practicing black magic and things like I had no idea of. Um, and I, these things began to physically manifest themselves when I began to get right with God in that apartment and began to kick these things of the world. I stopped try I tried, you know, to to lay back on the drugs and alcohol and started to create some distance between me and the Kyle that I didn't want to be, you mm -hmm. know, and the man that God didn't want me to be. And as I began to to see with eyes more clear, um, I also began to see uh uh the Lord rather showed me things that uh, the regular human eye cannot see. And, you know, things as crazy as this microphone just getting up and floating away. I mean, it happened in my apartment, doors opening and shutting and things that only belong in a horror movie, you know, and um, no coincidence. God does not work in coincidence. Mm -hmm. So I know that these things were happening because the enemy was, was attacking me because I was trying to, get, you know, get behind me, Satan, you know, in the name of Jesus type of thing. And, and he was not, he was not happy. Wow. Um, and yeah, man, it was, it was really serious stuff that I was, that I was going through. And it, I realized it was a manifestation almost of like a, a spiritual vomiting happening that I was like getting these things out of me that were manifesting now in person. Um, and Whoa. Dude, I'm talking like chills on your chills, man. Stuff that just breaks your brain, man. That I had to pray for deliverance of for you, because it, it it does it it breaks reality. It doesn't make sense. Like like somebody who learns about the world for the first time, they learn about um, Bohemian Grove, or they learn about the globalists, or they learn about JFK's assassination, things like that. They they didn't want to believe it, and then they learn it, and it just breaks their reality, and they become they go into the shock almost you know, for like mm. weeks or whatever. Um, that was what was going on with me spiritually. Um, I was having like a spiritual shock for like a year because of those things. And uh, uh, blessed be the Lord for, for <laughs> carrying me through it and, and keeping me straight and, and uh, being my rock as he said he would be, you know, yeah. and never leaving me nor forsaking me. Now, here's the cool thing. During that time, even when I was at college and constantly intoxicated, and, 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 and doing all these horrible things with people I didn't know were doing much more horrible things. The Lord was still gracious enough to use me in many ways. And one of the best ways, my greatest friend who was my best man at my wedding, his name is Jesse, and he was um, uh, my roommate for two years. He was an atheist. And mm -hmm. our second year of living together, he just, we just gotten so close. Mm -hmm. And he saw me, you know, we got into a conversation about history mm -hmm. and forbidden history. And we were watching documentaries and I started talking about how all these things are because the world is run by the enemy and the enemy wants to distract and dilute and divert from the Bible. Mm -hmm. And then he was like, well, I never read it much really. You know, what's, why is that? Why is what's so important about it? Mm -hmm. And I broke it out. I broke out the Bible and we talked and 
and we prayed together. And two months later, he got really serious with a Christian girl and then shortly after uh, prayed to receive Christ at a church. And um, it was just fabulous. And now he is working for a big church uh, as one of their tech guys. And he and his very godly new, newer lady, but it's a wife that he's now married to that that is a super godly lady. And they are a, a fabulous uh, couple on fire for Christ. And just to see God be able to do that through me, even when I was living such a trash life, you know, and yeah. Yeah. Um, it was just incredible. But I fought hard after um, kicking the stuff in acting and kicking the um, substances that came with that life, you know. And for anybody watching that thinks acting's cool and all that, that's great push for godly acting push for stuff with angel studios if you know if they if whoever you're with tells you to do things that don't sit right in your spirit listen to that voice because it's going to tell you in the right way mm-hmm. um and other men just want the money so they will tell you in a wrong way wow um so yeah i i experienced stuff like the show scared straight where they take the kids to the little delinquents from school, take them to jail to freak them out by the inmates. Mm-hmm. God did that to me spiritually and was like, okay, bro, <laughs> you want to see the crap you're playing with and what you're messing with and the life sure. that's ahead for you. Yeah. You can see and let me see this stuff like, whoo boy, crazy stuff. So I've not seen another horror movie ever since. I will not. I've never seen it. I, and I, I tell people it's like a testimony. I'm like, dude, you don't need to go see the conjuring. It's around you. You can just ask and you'll see it. You don't want to, though. I'm telling you, don't do it. It's no. not worth it. No, thank you. When hey, I was, hey, your in... eyes and your ears have no exit, baby. They what goes in stays in, and that's why you have the old song for kids: "Be careful, little eyes, what you see. Be careful, little ears, what you hear." Yeah, because what you put in is going to manifest. You know, when I was in third grade, I. It was actually my dad. I don't know why he was watching this, but because he's not like this at all. But there was a, a TV show that he was watching where a guy got possessed and he was haunting the house like that. And uh, hmm. I got scared. I was scared hmm. shitless, man. <laughs> Every night <laughs> yeah. I could not go to sleep because I thought the th- same thing was going to happen to me. And so my parents mm-hmm. were like, okay, we need to get this taken care of. And so that year... I got uh, I got filled with Holy Spirit, and I was That's essentially awesome. born again right at was it nine years old? It was crazy. That's cool. I now I remember after that happened, everything changed. Like I didn't feel scared anymore. Yeah. I could go to sleep normal. Thank goodness. Yeah. But it just seemed yeah. like there was a protection <laughs> over me, and yep. it's the crazy. Armor of God, baby. Yeah, yeah. But the difference here's the thing: the difference between the world. In God's world, like the spiritual, there is a big difference. There was a movie that we saw, oh man, it was a few months ago. It was talking about the afterlife and some people's experiences with the afterlife. There were some people that went to hell. They had experiences where they were being eaten. I'm not joking when I say this, being eaten by the demons, the whatever the heck it is. The guy called out to Jesus right then and there in the middle of it and went up to heaven and he said the difference was there was love there was peace there was hope there was a sense of like a a a vision like there was there was this 
he couldn't really explain. There was just something there, like a love that he yeah. experienced. Rather I, I than think going I saw that movie. I think I saw that movie being advertised. It was in theaters. Yes, yes, it was. I forgot the I name. I think I did see it. Yeah, I, I know it's it's a newer movie. It is. It is. I think it's with Angel mm-hmm. Studios. I think so. It is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's an intense movie. I wouldn't recommend Absolutely. it for younger kids. But no. the point yeah. is, is like uh, there yeah. is a stark difference between what yeah. goes on in the world versus God's reality, and we need Absolutely. to know that. And I have known mm-hmm. many people who had experiences just like you, but when they came to Christ, their life changed. Something switched in them where they feel free, and that's what it's yep. about. That's and that's one of the reasons yep. I just knew I wanted to bring you onto the podcast because this Thanks, is something man. that <laughs> is needed, needed in the world. We're in a spiritual battle. This is Absolutely. something that is real. Yep. For we do not battle against flesh and blood, but of dark spirits in high places. Yeah. But that's it. And here's the here's the hope for everyone that's listening. The devil's defeated. Jesus already took care of it on the cross. Thank goodness. He sat on the right hand of the throne and said, it is finished. He took away the keys, right? No need to worry about that. Yep. Now, if you still choose yep. to walk with the worldly desires, yeah, you're going to experience some yep. weird stuff. But that doesn't That's mean right. that you can be stay. You can be trapped into that. There's hope mm-hmm. with God, and that's yep. what sets you yep. free, right? What is what is Jesus? The way, the truth, and life. And truth will set. No you one gets free. to the Father except through me, and truth will set you free. You will know it, and it'll set you free. That's right, man. You know, I tell people <laughs> when they're when I meet people going down this road still. I'm, you know, I'll say, you know. Life's weird, you know. You, you you come from a womb where you're being grown for nine months, and then you take your first birth as a human being. Yeah, this life is the it's no different. This is exactly what we're doing. We're growing a baby soul until we, we die. When you die, your spirit, your soul, is its first spiritual day alive. Mm-hmm. It has two places to go. It can go where it originated from, and it can be with Heavenly Father and be with Jesus, or you die with the world. You got two choices, and it's important it's true, to make though. sure you know uh, how much Jesus loves. You. Yeah, it is true, and and it's boy, it's it's scary how how hard the enemy is attacking the youth right now with with this stuff, man. And I commend you for being a youth pastor, and I will be praying for you and your ministry in that, man, because it's it's very very commendable. Yeah. I appreciate it. It's not easy. The sure. last probably <laughs> the five years that we've seen the amount of the LGBTQ come up in the Ugh. kids and what they what they think is true and yeah. not is crazy. We we didn't really expect it. Yep. But right. it's been a battle. There's been there's been people mm-hmm. that are like, Hey, should should we go by genders? Should, you know, what about what if they're gay? Like, should we just, you know, accommodate them? And we're like, No. Like, yeah, we're going to love on them, but if you're a boy, you're a boy. If you're a girl, you're a girl. They're being taught that they are the opposite gender. That's crazy to me. It's crazy to me. And guess who is pushing it? It's the education system and it's the media, right? That's what's happening. And, you know, there's a reason why I started selling T-shirts. And there's a reason why I started doing these podcasts. It's not just for me. 
like great but i started selling t-shirts because i want to build capital to go after and bring kingdom principles in these industries right the education system absolutely the media system yeah. and i'm so thankful you know that you bought one of my t-shirts because this helps <laughs> yep. bring you know what my team and i are doing to bring curriculum hey, bring godly I, principles I was, to that yeah i was in the entertainment system so i thought nothing better than to fund the media that where i was previously trapped in <laughs> exactly yep. exactly hey, no exactly that's it man I, tell a vision they want to tell you a vision that's they want you to see a certain way that's what it is and that's um good. the only way that know, we should be seen is god's way that's the only way because it's that's the best it, man that's so, it but i'm Absolutely. gonna plug this real quick <laughs> if you guys want to support me just like kyle has i want you guys to go to my merch shop christub.com slash merch get yourself a t-shirt hoodie hat and that would be greatly appreciated because we are fighting we're fighting what's going on in the world with truth and we want to bring truth to the world yeah so yeah but yeah man and I you're want fighting you... it with good prices too which i really liked <laughs> <laughs> hey yeah and if you yes, want you sign up for my uh for my updates on your email and you get a discount code so but discounts baby come on man <laughs> But yeah, I, I appreciate you supporting <laughs> me in that for sure. But so now your sure, life man. is totally different, right? Since you had that mm -hmm. moment, you, I, you know, you, you essentially were saved from the worldly desires, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I grew up, I didn't want to be mis, you know, misconstruing on it, but like I grew up in a godly home, you know, I accepted Jesus wow. quote unquote. Sure. At a at a younger age, you know, and um, lived in a godly home. My parents never had a drop of alcohol in the house. I mean, even even cooking alcohol never existed because yeah. they knew the damaging effects of substances like that in the home. Yeah, and I mean, we were. I mean, I used to joke when I was a, not being a, a very godly person that you know I was raised by Christian Nazis, and now I look and I'm ashamed that I ever said something like that. Wow. You know, um, but. I mean, I, I went from one extreme to the other yeah, really fast and, um, all just from a few bad choices, man. And, uh, and, and, you know, I, yeah, I, um, had that prodigal son time of, of about four years before I decided to get right with the Lord. And just two years ago was able to completely kick all of my addictions from that. So I was stuck in the the aftershocks if you will um of that scene for close to eight years um and and so the lord just carried me through it wasn't easy but if you're listening and you're dealing with stuff like that you're not alone yeah um you know the lord says cast my cares uh upon me because i care for you and you know take on my burden my yoke is easy and burden is light so uh that's yeah. incredible Run to That's, Jesus, man. Bury in that book, man. Bury in the Bible if you're dealing with struggles like that, because that's the only thing that got me through. But yeah, now living a much better life. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, real quick before yep. you continue on, it's so funny that people think, oh, when I get saved, everything that I used to do is just going to go away, which there there is a possibility that can happen. But what needs sure. to happen yeah. is the renewing of your mind. And that's why... In that's Romans, right. there's such an emphasis on it because he knew Paul knew, like, hey, 
you know, just because you get saved doesn't mean that you don't think the way that you yeah. used to. Like, there's still <laughs> some right. things you need yeah. to get through. You're still a human. You're still sinful. Yeah. It, yeah. Yeah. Yep. But the whole point is let's renew our mind onto Christ, who we are, mm-hmm. our identity in him. Yep. And it's from the inside out we change. That's right. So that's, that's incredible. Right. And I'm super proud of you for continuing Thanks. to renew your mind. And, you know, we're always growing in our knowing. Absolutely. Man, I've been through some stuff. Absolutely. And had to do the same thing. But it's funny, though, like how even if you grew up in a Christian home, which I did, Christian conservative home, what you do outside of the home, like who you hang out with, what they do, who you're influenced by, whether that's music, uh-huh. movies, whatever it is you can still become in a way corrupt, right? Absolutely. Yep. You can unintentionally empty your vessel or even empty your vessel a portion of the ways and it can be filled by other things. Um and, and that is not what you want. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Um you you're not you're not un you know, you're not God. <laughs> you're not uh invincible. You're still susceptible to um the enemy's traps and his um you know, deceitfulness and him roaming around like a lion and seeking those he can devour. He will do it in a heartbeat. And it may be quick. It may be slow, just like the renewing of your body and mind may be quick or it may be slow. My dad played professional baseball with the Orioles, and he nice. was radically delivered um, from uh, dipping tobacco. He had dipped tobacco since he was eight years old. And then um, was dipping until, you know, 25 and went to church uh, at a different church and and specifically asked for deliverance from that. And these people laid hands on him and stuff, and he didn't touch it ever again. And so that is different, right? Mine was not, I had to learn, you know, I needed to see the value so that I could also teach others and, you know, encourage others who are struggling to you know, remove those things from their life entirely, you know, um, yes. it's not always easy, you know, um, no, you're going to still falter, um, and, and, and fall. But the important thing is to desire, um, you know, that to do better and to uh, chase after the Lord. And, you know, that's all that really matters. And I want to preface real quick to anybody watching that may have clicked on this because, uh, it mentioned things about entertainment and film. If you are in that industry, I don't want to discourage you, you know, keep going for it, but do the right things, make the right choices. Like I talked about earlier, don't get involved with the wrong Hollywood uh, crowds and all that glitters is not gold. So be careful. That's a good point. It's, it's (laughs) who you hang around, like your crowd, your people. That's right. Right. That's it. That's it. Yeah. It's, it's very important because I know people that have been in movies and everything like that, but they're still solid. Why? Because right. they have a really good yep. friend group. They have Correct. someone, they go to church, right? They they keep themselves stable. So, that's right. Stable oh, and balanced. Yep. That's good, man. That's good. Well, thanks. <laughs> um, now you are kicking butt. You're married. You have a kid on the way, which is amazing. And so, yep. you know, yep. let me ask you this, man. And we'll, we'll kind of end up here. What is your desire now that you've seen some stuff? I mean, obviously, thank goodness you were not at all in depth with what they did, but you've seen some stuff like you were, you worked behind the scenes. 
for sure. What is your desire now for your life? Like, what is your mission? What is your call? Um, you know, that's, uh, that's a total, that's a whole different podcast we could have, man. Oh my gosh. <laughs> that would be awesome. And I'd love to come back on some point, but, okay. um, that's a, I could make a whole podcast on how don't get discouraged if you were in your twenties or even in your thirties and you still don't know what your calling is, you know, like God, Lord, the Lord may not show that to you right away because working for a law firm is not my absolute calling, you know, uh, for the rest of my life. Uh, um, you know, but I trust him that as a Christ follower, my, my grandmother put it very, um, clear and, and, um, commonsensical to me recently when I was talking to her about some things in my current today situation with my job. You know, she's like, well, honey, you've had this radical life change. You know that you're chasing after the Lord. If you're chasing after Jesus and you are a Christ follower, do you trust his perfect will? I said, yes. Do you want his perfect will? I said, of course. I pray for it every day. Lord, your will be done, not mine. For whatever the situation is, I want your will. If you don't want it, that's fine. Well, she said, then if you're in his perfect, or if you are uh, chasing after him and you trust and want his perfect will, no matter what you're going through as this person, how could you presume anything different than that you are in his perfect will right now? Yeah. So trust and relax. If it's a trial, so what? We're all going through it. God brings him. You're either going into a trial, coming out of one, or in the middle of one at all times as a Christ follower. Mm -hmm. And so my, my desire going forward is to take things that I have compiled in my brain since leaving that life and have really gotten a lot more radically um, on fire for the Lord and, and use it in a positive way um, for the world. Like I'm a big, I'm big in entrepreneurship. You know, I've got several online businesses going. I've got, um, I've had several sole proprietorship things going and, you know, I have desires to start bigger, um, you know, brick and mortar and actual building businesses, you know, and things that I can do to, um, raise more, capital and resources for me and my family to be able to give and have more opportunities to, you know, do things for the Lord. But even now, while I don't have that, I still take opportunities with what I do have, um, you know, to do as much as I can for him. I'm, I, I, I want to be, um, as much as a evangelist and evangelist as I can, in this world, you know, living here in Florida, it's very rare that you see people, uh, street preaching and I'm not one for it necessarily, but I do love a good, um, you know, punch in the face sign from like a sign you hold on the side of the street. That just is something just so real that you needed to see that just hits all these people driving by and walking by at home, you yeah. know, right in the heart. And, um, I have one that I carry right now that I made a couple of weeks ago and I've, I had a lot of great conversations with people on the street in my free time during the weekends. Mm -hmm. Um, it's uh, one side says, this is the sign you prayed for. And mm -hmm. then on the other side says, trust in Jesus and has a bunch of uh, three, uh, verses on the bottom, nice. you know, things like that. Uh, had one that said life hurts, Jesus heals, 
You know, um, I just, I love people and I love yeah. the Lord and I, and I want people to see, man, we are heading so fast for the end of revelation or wherever in revelation that Jesus decides to return. We are having new prophecy filled every day and nobody's pay, hardly anyone's paying attention. You know, sure. um, everybody's asleep or they're, or they're following the, the incorrect shepherd of the world, you know, and, um, I, I, I don't know. My calling is to just, uh, be who I can be for Christ, you know, while also being a husband, a good husband and a father and, um, to be, <laughs> and, yeah. um, yeah, I, he still hasn't shown me one specific thing that he wants me to do, you know, so I'm taking the opportunities that I have, um, to do all the things I know that he asks of me as a Christ follower, you know, it's kind of weird, but it's also freeing too, and, and relieving to know that I don't have to have all the answers right now. You know, um, God does, I don't know what the future holds, but I know who holds the future. So I don't have to worry. You know, I care so much about all these things about my future that I don't worry at all. Yeah. Cause I give it to him. Cause if I worried about it, I, or if I cared too much about it and kept it to myself, I would worry myself sick. Yeah. Um, so, dude, I'm telling you, that could be a whole other podcast that we yammer on about about what God's future is for me and what I want for my life and, you know, all this stuff. But to be honest with you, man, the simple answer is I just want God's will. You know, I want to do what I can do to be the best version of me for everyone I come in contact with, mm-hmm. no matter what that is or where it is. Um, like I mentioned earlier, I'd love to impact the entertainment system with things from Angel Studios. Okay. I'd love to do stuff with entrepreneurship. Um, you know, I, uh, I, I played drums for like 12 years. And so I, I was in worship groups all the time. So if it ever came upon me that a worship team needed me for a band for, you know, for the Lord, I'd do that too. Just whatever he's got, man, I, I'm not, I'm not seeking as hard as I used to trying to seek approval and validation from everybody trying to get some big, cool, glamorous gig, you know, instead I just. I just sit here and bask in God's glory and enjoy my day to day. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. That's about it. Yeah. That's awesome, man. Well, where can people follow you, you know, support you, you know, help you out? Where can can they do that? Sure. Um, I have a, uh, one of my businesses online is a, uh, Christian, um, got like Christian gear website, you know, uh, we've got home decor, um, got apparel, accessories, things like that. Uh, at the shepherd's anvil, um, okay. and that's on Facebook and Instagram and YouTube. Eventually one of the things I'm raising money for is my wife really wants to start a uh, nonprofit or just a donation organization to okay. support, um, missionaries because she was a missionary overseas for a long time um and i want to be able to uh raise money on my end to be able to purchase things that i need for starting my own podcast like what you have going on here and to do that i need some other uh capital because i need a place this is a little one one apartment and we don't have room to do any kind of big stuff like that um and so that's a big thing um, that I'm excited to do and would love to bring you on when that thing gets going. Okay. Um, but I'm going to have the shepherd's anvil, uh, show that's where you guys can follow me. Also just, uh, 
Kyle Metz 96 on um, on Instagram. That's that's mine and Kyle Metz on Facebook. But the business is the Shepherd's Anvil. Like iron sharpens iron, so one man sharpens another. Is yeah. that is that a specific website? Like what is the website? Yeah, the website is www.shepherdsanvil.com. Uh, okay, yep. cool. Awesome. Well, I'll go ahead and link that in the description and everything for you guys, cool. <laughs> which I bought one of your t-shirts and I'm excited and it's going to be, yep. it's going to look cool, man. It's going to look good. So yeah, I'm but. excited. <laughs> All righty, man. Well, yep. Hey, I really appreciate you coming on and sharing. Yeah, your testimony, man. I really appreciate seen. you having me. Yeah, no, it was good, man. I, I, you know, when we were texting, I knew it was something that needed to happen. So, you know, <laughs> absolutely. Um, Alrighty, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for tuning in to this episode. Once again, if you haven't subscribed already, go ahead and subscribe to any of the platforms that you guys are doing so on. And if you guys can go hit that hit that notification bell, you guys can go ahead and get notified when I come out with a new episode. Kyle, thank you again, man. Appreciate you. Absolutely. It was fun. Alrighty, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, we'll see you in the next episode.